Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Sister Monica. Happy Friday. We are so blessed. And just to listen to all the testimonies and what the Lord has been doing, God is such a gracious God, and we are so blessed this morning. I was blessed also by Pastor William Song, and it's just a fitting song and the right time. And I'm just praising God as he tarry with the, with his wife as we pray for them and pray for many others. We are so grateful for all the prayers and mention about 4 o'clock, you know, I share about uh, a, a, a young lady that called me at four o'clock one morning. And you know that my phone is usually off at night because there's too many calls. And somehow my phone was on and I answered the call after four. And that was when Tuesday morning. And this young lady was under major attack. And, you know, I started to pray for her with all my might, all the strength that I have. You know, good thing nobody else was home but me. It would wake up the whole neighborhood. And I prayed, and uh, somebody else was in the house where she was and everybody woke up in that house because she had to run out of her room because you see a spirit has been attacking her a powerful spirit of fear and i'm telling you it has been a battle and a march with her from tuesday um from tuesday uh we have done probably six deliverance six from just from Tuesday, it has been really a challenge where I felt like I have no energy. <clears throat> you know, it, it, it's been a trying time, and I'm praising God <clears throat> that that young lady, she sent me a message last yesterday. She wanted to speak to me, and I couldn't get to speak to her, but she sent me a message late last night that she had good sleep yesterday for the first time without any dream. Because you see, she had nightmare, serious nightmare that she cannot sleep, that she terrified going to bed. So she will stay up all night other than going to bed because the enemy will enter into her dream. So, you know, I'm praising God that one day this young lady will have the opportunity to testify because she attempts suicide probably seven or eight times. And I spoke about, about her. We can write several books 
about this young lady. For her to be alive, it's more than a miracle. And I'm praising God. But I want to say this before I open the word also, that there's a, a lady <clears throat> also. I know I spoke to her a, a few months back, and she's been trying to reach me. Like when I look at my WhatsApp call, I see some people call me 10, 11 times straight. And I have two such calls. I have one from Belgium, a family that calls nonstop until I said, you know what, I better return this call. And I returned the call, and again, it was a next level praying with this family. And they are Adventists, and they, more than one is encountering challenges, spiritual challenges in the family. And that's the next level. And I'm praying that they're on a three-day fast. And when I get off this prayer line, 7 o'clock, I have to, it's the end of their fasting. And it's a mighty, mighty manifestation. And I'm telling you, the Lord is going to use this family. There's so many families that God is putting together. And brethren, I'm asking you to please pray for us. Pray for us, because presently we do not have anybody else that really works other than Sister Michelle. Sister Michelle have young children, and I don't really have anybody else that can deal with the, the spiritual warfare. And we're talking next-level warfare that knows what to do, that have the discernment, um, other than Sister Collis who the, the time span is way ahead. So it's hard for us to connect to really deal with certain issues. So I'm, I'm asking you again to pray. But um, yesterday, um, one of the person who called me over and over and over, I had the opportunity of saying to them, I said to her, I can only speak to you for five minutes. And... The tone in her voice dropped when I told her that because I'm so bombarded, brethren, that I'm just taking 1% a call and I cannot handle it, the 1%. Because when I answer one call and I start to pray for the individual and manifestation starts, I can't get off the phone. And sometimes I'm doing that and I have like two people in my presence waiting for me. And... You know, it's very difficult. So this lady, she pleaded just for me to hear her case. And I said, okay, I will call me back half an hour. So she called back exactly half an hour. And she told me her situation briefly. And I said, okay, let me just put it before the Lord. And I put her before the Lord. And in the midst of praying, I know it happened quite a few times. And I, I, you know, I say to a lot of people that there are certain things we have to do when we're coming under attack. Um, when you're being prayed for, it's best to remain silent. That's when the Spirit of the Lord works. When, if we start to say, Amen, Amen, we are not given the opportunity for the Lord to speak to us. We need that peace. You know, so during the prayer for this lady, 
I could sense that there was a fear because she told me her stomach is really big. She just came out of the hospital and she thought she was going to die and her stomach is really big. You know, like she's pregnant. And I said to her, so I started to pray and immediately when I'm praying, she started speaking tongues. And what do you do? When And this happened to me a few times before, where I'm praying, and in the midst of prayer, you start speaking in unknown tongues. And the thing about it is that whenever you pray, and more than one people pray at the same time, it creates a spirit of confusion. And if you used to go on a mission with us, you can tell that when the enemy enters the room, and manifestation if the demons start to speak right away. Everybody start to pray because it's a spirit of fear. Everybody start to draw for defense. The greatest defense is to be quiet and allow the spirit of God to work because it's not us. You know, fear is not of the Lord. The Lord said he has given us um, the, 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 the power of love and and of a sound mind, it's so powerful when you think about the power and of love and of sound mind. It's haven't given us the, the spirit of fear. So uh, a lot of times I see that and I could tell when people are really fearful is when everybody starts to pray at the same time because you are so afraid that you're going to die. When God is in control and we are under his umbrella, God is in charge. We have to just stand still and see the salvation of our God, the God whom we serve. I'm telling you, that's when we see God work in this ministry at at his highest, when we're praying and people do one thing at a time. People will read the scripture, then you stop, and then somebody will pray. Not everybody doing it at the same time. Once you do that, it's a spirit of confusion, and the enemy will gain an advantage. So that's what was happening, and I had to stop the prayer. And I told her, my sister, I'm going to be praying. Remain silent and allow the spirit of God to work. And praise God, she loves the Lord. She remained silent. And I started to pray. And when I started to pray, I could hear the groaning of the Spirit manifesting right away. And while I started to pray, she started to vomit. And and, and as I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, it get to a point where I'm trying to talk to her and she cannot speak. And I started to pray and tell them to let her go. In Jesus' name, because when you use the name of Jesus Christ, the name that is above names, the name that is above power, I start to call on the name of El Elyon, the Most High God. And when I start to call on Jesus, the demons start to speak. And it's not wise for everybody to do this, to ask the demon, what is your name? 
Mark chapter 5, Jesus spoke to the demon. But you have to have permission. You know, because the demons are liars and they're deceptive power. But under the name of Jesus Christ, I command the demon, and the demon spoke and told me his name and who sent him. I don't want to go in much detail, but what I'm saying here, it just shows me the authority of Jesus Christ, the authority of the name. And when I look at it, I say, Lord, you're so powerful. Because there were so many deliverance we had this week. Where at times my voice is going and I'm hoarse. You know, on Tuesday, we had to go into battle just after the, the, the worship. And Tuesday night. By the time we were finished, it was, I got home, it was like past midnight. That's how it is. We just need God's people to come higher, to pray harder. That God will send more help. Give people this gift. You know, and I know God is raising up people around the world. Like I told you about a family in Belgium. I know God ordained them. We have families popping up all over the world, in St. Lucia, in Dominica, in different countries, St. Vincent. God is calling people and is sending them the ministry. We have the testimony of a woman of God. I don't know if she's on this morning, where she said she had been following the ministry for over a year. The ministry just popped up on her computer and start to play my sermon, and she didn't go to it. She don't know where it comes from. When you talk to her, God was using her to lead us to somebody that is powerful who's going to work with us. God is doing our work, brethren, and we have to just exercise patience and wait upon him. Because you know what? Some of the testing is waiting on God. Some of the testing is waiting on his power. And you know what? When I look at Job, I want you to turn with me to Job chapter 1. I'm just doing one verse, verse 1. When I look at Job chapter 1, because I was wrestling and I opened my Bible and I, God was showing me Job and I'm saying, okay, God, you know, I know a lot of things, verses about Job. And the Lord sent me just to verse 1 because I wanted to do something. As There's so many chapters I have of Job that I already read. And the Lord showed me Job chapter 1, verse 1. And I'm saying, what is it, Lord? And he asked the people, showed me why. And I think when you look at the life of Job, Job, when you look at Job, I, 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 tried to, I did some research before to find out Job and his lineage, like, um, where in the Old Testament was he before Abraham? Was he between Noah and Abraham? He was before Moses. You know, Job had a relationship with God, and, and that's what God wants me to look at and to point at. Is that it, 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 it says, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was. Perfect and upright, 
and one that fear God. And I want you to, if you have a pen or a highlighter, to highlight these three points of verse 1. You know, it tells where he's from. God knows where we're from and where you live. He knows the part you're calling from right now. He knows which part in Scotland and Sister Mavis is. He knows where we are. He knows in UK, Sister Sharon. He knows we're in Kent, where you are right now listening. He knows exactly where we are. Um, Sister Anita in, in, in your country, he knows where you are. He knows where you're calling from, Sister Walters. He knows your position. He knows everything. That's the, the power of God. That is omnipresent, omniscient. God is everywhere. He's, he's powerful. He's beyond our comprehension. He knows where Job lives. But what is, is so powerful about it, he says, and that man was perfect. If you underline perfect, how can we become perfect with God? But not only that, and upright. If somebody says, you know, I am upright, you know, what if we were to walk around and say, man, I'm perfect with God? What if you're praying in the public at church and you send up a prayer and say, Lord, I praise you this moment as I pray for the congregation that I'm a perfect man in your presence. I'm telling you, you're going to probably see some people opening their eyes right in the church and say, you are perfect. Hello, somebody. But can we be perfect? Can we be perfect? It said so. Job was perfect. You believe that Job was a real man? Or it's a, a parable, as some people thought. Some people uh, think that even Adam and Eve is not real. It's amazing how the thought of human can be blurred and, you know, Hello. Was Job a real man? Can you be perfect? What was the role of Jesus Christ coming after Adam and Eve's sin? Is it to restore our mind and to present us just before God? Because you see, God is a God who cannot tolerate sin. And if we approach God in a sinful manner, we will die. So therefore, we need that transformer. I spoke about that. If the power comes from the Niagara Falls power station and come directly to the house, it will blow the house up. But what has to happen, it, will, it, it cuts down the power in those transformers and make it ready. They are power ready for the house. Jesus come and he stands between the gap to make us ready and, and covers us with his robe so that we can be perfect. But that's when we accept Christ and truly surrender everything over to him and give him our all and all and present ourselves to him and come under the anointing blood and power of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When we come under this anointing power, we are perfect through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Somebody saying hallelujah. But not only that, to be upright. Upright is a word used to denote perfection, to denote that you are living 
according to the will. You're living right. You're following his precepts. You're being obedient to his will. Being upright, be obedient, living according to the will of God. Are you upright this morning? Underline perfect and upright in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You're on the pathway of holiness. You are walking under the umbrella, under the powerful anointing power of Jesus Christ. Are you washed by the blood this morning? Not only that. I want you to underline, fear God. Fear God. What it is, is it to run away from God when you see his presence? Is it to run away from sin because of the God that is in you? Hello, somebody. Listen to this. I know I shared this already. That when the angel of the Lord come in the presence of sinful humanity in all the scriptures. Most times, that sinful man will fall on their knees and say, Oh God! And the angel have to touch him and say, Hey, I'm just an angel. I'm not God. Because the holiness deserves worship. Fearing God, his presence, awe-ness of God. His presence denotes worship. When you come in contact with holiness, we fall on our faces. We fall on our knees and say, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's a powerful presence of the I am I'm talking to you about. That's the powerful presence of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That when the Lord describes uh, Job, we know the journey that Job took. But it's because of the covering that he had on. It's because of the anointing power, because of the relationship. He was able to go through the challenges. It's really powerful that... The book of Job started with verse 1 by describing the character, his covering, telling a little bit about the man. Regardless of when you get to all the chapter 42 and all the chapters of Job, where Job is confused, where everything is taken, it's because of the foundation. If we have a solid foundation in Christ, when the, <clears throat> the challenges come, we are not going to fall. Because the root is so deep and the body of the tree is so thick that no storm, no tornado can rip it out. It will sway back and forth and some limb will break off. But it will spring again in Jesus' name. That's the power of having a foundation with Jesus Christ in these last days. That's the power of being a Job. Being wrestling and going back and forth like a, a ship. Being tossed back and forth by the tempest of life. Because of the foundation. Because Job is a perfect man. 
he accept the anointing covering of the blood of Jesus Christ that wash away all sin, not some sin, wash away all sin. If you fall on your knees this morning and you truly confess, most people don't know how to confess their sins. We just do some vague prayers. If you get a book out and start to make a note of where you error and present them to the Lord and turn, the anointing power will come down and perfection will come. You'll be perfect in Jesus through the blood of Jesus Christ who is able to wash away every sin. If you continue to live under the anointing power of Jesus, Though the tempest rage, I love Psalms 91 that it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide, have mercy, abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He will invite you in his pavilion, in the place that where he lives. He that dwelleth. If you want to be like Job, we have to dwell. We have to move in with Jesus. We got to dwell under the shadow of the Almighty, under his anointing power. God is asking you this morning, are you a Job? Are you a Job? Lord of mercy, I listened to my, to my sister's testimony about her two sons that she's been asking for prayers for. Every time she comes on, she asks for prayers for her two sons. Those prayers kept him from committing suicide. That's the power of Jesus working. We just have to tell him. Tell him what we want. This morning, I'm going to just ask you to flee from evil. It's a challenging time we're living through, brethren. Last time when I gave that sermon about Ruth, very powerful sermon on Ruth and Naomi, very powerful. Ruth and Naomi. God is saying, I want a relationship where you hold on to me. A love relationship where you don't let go. You let Christ. It's the last days. We're going to be tested and tried. Ruth was tested. Naomi, they went from the promise and go somewhere else. And her husband and two sons died. You know, um, someone sent me a message to say, did you realize that all these women in the Bible there that you spoke about, Esther, all of them, Naomi, Ruth, they were widow. They had something in common. 
the husband was taken. Sometimes there's so many single women, and you are single because of a purpose. God have a plan to use you, like a Naomi, like a, a, a Ruth, like a Esther. God have a point. He's going to use you. And you may see the barrenness and the nothingness, and you're wondering, God. I spoke to some people, and they said, wow, I am 30 now. I'm not married. No children. What if that's what the Lord wants? What if? What if that's the way the Lord is going to use you? What if the Lord opened your womb when you're 45? You think God can open your womb when you're 50? Think about Sarah. You don't get it here that God is such a powerful God that he allows certain things. God allowed Ruth to go in a barren land, in a land and return. And then he blessed her with the Boaz. So that that could prepare the lineage for Jesus. We don't know what we're doing. God is setting us up for some big thing. You heard about the remnant of the remnant, the last days. Do we think that this is really the last days? Do you see what's going on around the world? Do you see that the whole economy is on the brink? The coronavirus is about to make a U-turn. In some countries, it's growing again. There's no jobs. You don't get it that it's high time that we are to look at spiritual things no more than anything else in our lives. Don't we see that it's the threshold? We are at the end. We are at the beginning of great things. Listen, it's an awesome time to be alive. Listen, we don't worry about the perilous time. He said we should look up. Because it was salvation at night. As I said before in closing, the disciples wish they were living in time like this, where the end is imminent. They wish we are so blessed to be living where we can even see the coming of Christ. Do you know how blessed we are? We shouldn't be focused on the problem. We should focus on Jesus. Is there a job this morning on the line? Is there a Mrs. Joe on the line? Is there a Joe? May God just bless us. May we just think deep and think about what the Lord has in store for you and I. May God bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you. And may you take a lesson from this and be empowered, be strengthened. And know that the Lord loves you. He cares for you. God bless you. In Jesus' name, as we will now have the prayer request. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.